Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. My name is Wags, and with me as always is Dane. Hey, Wags. How's it going, man? Good, good. We're doing our positional breakdown podcast here. So uh, if you like what you're listening to now, uh, we're doing them for every position heading into training camp. It's going to be a really competitive season uh, heading into September. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, we're also on social at, on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at Lombardi's Legends. So please follow us, like us, review us. We appreciate all the feedback. And um, just if you're new to the show, uh, just so you know, Dane and I, uh, we're just a couple of regular guys fans and owners of the Packers, uh, longtime fans and owners. We um, really just love our Packers and and we're not trying to be uh, giving some angle or, or want to be media guys. Uh, we really just want to give a voice, uh, that fan voice, and we really just want to focus on the Packers and the organization community, um, all things Packers. So we don't talk a lot about ourselves at all. Uh, we really like to just talk about the players and the team. So uh, we're, we're really focused on that pretty much all the time when we're, when we're doing these pods. Yep, so sit back, relax, agree with us, disagree with us, and listen to us break down these position groups. So WAGS, as we always like to say, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. There ain't no second place in a Lambo, it's a whole new game. You either go big, go hard, or go on back home. You got to feel it in your gut. You better want it in your bones. Cause you're Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast, Wags. Today, we are breaking down a group, uh, the wide receiver position, and we got a lot of wide receivers on this roster, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. We're saying there's 11 guys on the roster right now. And listen, we carried eight uh, breaking camp uh, last season, and uh, this is always a position that, unfortunately, there's uh, usually an injury or two. So it's going to be an important position. Uh, as always, it's, it's always one of the position groups that seems to attract a lot, if not the most attention for most fans, is as, as, as what we're getting out of our wide receivers and, and who we're adding and, and uh, so on and so forth. So uh, I say we dive right into it, Dane. Um, we have some locks, and uh, yeah, we, we, we happen to have one of the best wide receivers in the game, which is good news. Devontae Adams has become an absolute monster for the Green Bay Packers, so I think it's safe to say that Devontae is going to make this team. What do you think? I would say it was safe to say that I would agree. <laughs> uh, Devontae, I don't think we need to spend a lot of time touting his qualities but he uh, does it for himself doesn't <laughs> yeah, he? yeah. Uh, so just all i'll say is stay stay healthy Devonte. um you know uh get uh get so get your reps in 
uh, with Aaron and that number one uh, offense. You know, make sure that you you get uh, some of those new routes and some new those new plays down. But obviously, he's a he's a consummate pro, and and uh, so that won't be an issue at all. Just stay healthy, Devontae, uh, because uh, we're expecting big big things from him. Uh, here in 2019. Speaking of health, Geronimo Allison is back with the club. Really fired up to have him on the team again. And, uh, you know, he started last year uh, like a madman. He was just looked like he could be a thousand yard wide receiver for the Packers. Love the way he plays the game. Long, lanky, a lengthy, uh, lanky kind of guy. Um, just put some weight on here in Green Bay since his rookie year. Those of you who don't remember, he was a kid out of Illinois, practice squad kid, moved his way up, had some huge plays and some playoff games for the Packers. I really like what Geronimo can do. He has an awesome rapport with Aaron Rodgers. I think he's about as close to a lock as they come as well. Yeah, I, I, I would agree, except one thing is, is health and, and how he performs coming off of a pretty significant injury last year. He's got a new coaching staff. So, I, he, you know, none of these guys can take anything for granted. Um, and uh, so I, while I agree in theory uh, that he's as close to a lock as they come, um, I'm not necessarily ready to put him down in that category myself. Um, Geronimo, if he, listen, if he doesn't come in and, and show right off in camp or if he's got some nagging injury and he's not able to make a contribution right away, I hope it doesn't happen. But he's the guy that I have kind of circled as, ooh, I hope this isn't one of the surprise cuts that happens later in camp. So uh, while I fully expect from what we've seen in the offseason and the work that he's putting in, that he's someone that we should expect to see some major contributions and hopefully a step up uh, this year uh, from what we were thinking we were going to get from him last year in a full season. I, I, I don't put him in the lock category. I think after, in fact, after Devontae Adams, I don't really have anyone in this group as a lock. Oh, really? I see. And that's where we'll disagree because I think that uh, in, addition, in addition to Geronimo, Marquise uh, Valdez-Scantling and uh, Equinemia St. Brown last year showed an awful lot, uh, maybe at different times of the year. I think that Valdez-Scantling uh, earlier in the year, a guy who came in uh, as a, uh, a later round pick, and uh, I think people thought might be the bigger project of all of them, but ended up being a heck of a deep route player, showed some good, um, good, just some good football skills, had some big plays for the Packers. And then I thought St. Brown late in the year last year, a Notre Dame product, um, really started to show a little bit of um, mojo and flow with Aaron Rodgers, uh, injury taking him out of that New York Jets game. If that doesn't happen, I mean, that game is, he's just an absolute monster that entire game. But I think these two guys going into their second year, they get lumped together by fans, I think, but they're because they were drafted the same year. But two completely different skill set players, but both guys that I think are going to contribute to the Packers this year and that I would also argue are a pretty darn close, if not a total lock, to make this team. Yeah, I, I guess we're maybe splitting hairs a little bit. I, I would say they're you know, close, perhaps, to being a lock, but I don't see that. I, I just consider there's a path that 
if they come in and take their spot for granted, there's a lot of competition here. Um, you know, I, I, I guess I don't need to bore you with the scenario, but uh, if they break camp with seven guys and, you know, one of the three um, uh, guys in this group that project to probably stick on the team as, as their primary return man, all of a sudden things tighten up quite a bit. And, and that's all I'm saying is sure. that uh, certainly I, I would hope and expect to see a step forward from from Geronimo and, and but but health is going to be important and then guys like uh, St. Brown and, and Valdez Scantling same thing uh, they had some struggles uh, supposedly picking up the offense at times last year and okay they were rookies and they got thrust into a bigger role quite frankly early on than what we would have liked to see but uh, the fact is is that they've got a, now a new offense coming in a new coaching staff and now they've got a quarterback and uh, offensive lineman. Everyone's learning the, the uh, new playbook. So um, they've got to pick it up in a hurry and get on the same page with everyone quickly. And then they've got to go out there and secure the ball, not have any drops. Um, uh, Marquez, I, 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 listen, love him. MVS, we saw so much from him, particularly in the first half of the season. Kind of hit a little bit of a wall, I think, in the second half of the season. But... His, his route running needs to be a little bit crisper. Uh, that's going to be really important in this LeFleur offense. So he, he needs to make sure that he's uh, going to the right spot on the field. Um, timing is important. Um, he's a burner. Yeah, he can get down the field. Um, but I would like to see some more dimensions in his game. And he needs to come into camp, in my mind, and show that he's been able to work on that craft and those skills and that he's ready to take a step forward as well. It's a situation that's that I would be surprised if any of those three get cut. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't be shocked if one of those three doesn't really? make the team. Really? Um, I, just because uh, it's, it's not anything against any of those three players specifically. Uh, just because of the number of guys that we have at this position group. And we've seen it before. I just think we've seen it before where um, we get that surprise and all of a sudden, whoa, that was not what I saw coming. So I don't expect it to happen, but would I be shocked if one of those three guys doesn't make the team? No, I wouldn't be completely shocked, Dane, to be quite honest with you. Well, then let's talk about some of the guys that could be pushing for roster spots, right, as this battles uh, begin. I think that the, the primary guys that I see here, as if, I, if we're looking at it from, uh, from that perspective, Jamon Moore, who was the highest of the three wide receivers getting drafted last year, a fourth-round guy, um, big body. I mean, he's a 6'3 guy, 205. Um, and, you know, his, his problem has never been getting open. His problem has been catching the ball at times. And it looks like from everything we've been following on Instagram and on social media, this guy is working his tail off. I got to tell you, watching what he's doing, uh, coming in, I had high hopes last season, and I'm coming in with higher hopes and higher expectations this year because I think this kid is a worker. I think this kid is going to be battling for a roster spot. But I also think this is a guy who can show up on Sundays for the Packers. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And this is where we get into a situation mm -hmm. where we've got some guys that, you know, 
maybe are sort of a little bit lower on the radar um, for uh, most folks. And uh, Jamon Moore, based on what he uh, did in his rookie campaign, I don't think is a guy that uh, a lot of fans are necessarily looking to project into you know, having a big role on this team moving forward. But he's got the pedigree. Uh, he has, to your point, just been doing work and he's got an opportunity with a new coaching staff. They've all got a fresh slate. Listen, anything that happened last year, that's that's history. It's what can you do for me now? That's what the name of the game is. And if Jamon Moore comes in and he pushes or, you know, flat out earns a, a, a spot ahead of either St. Brown or, or Valdez Scanling, uh, he's going to solidify his, his role on this team. Uh, and that's that's a good thing in my mind. If he earns that spot and pushes those other guys, that's a, a really good thing for this group and a really good thing for this team. You can't forget about Jay Kumro. Yeah, talking I, about a guy who's not under the people's radars. People nah. love Kumro. Yeah, it's just the opposite. But definitely a guy that has the respect of some key veterans in the locker room. Namely, so, namely, the quarterback who gets him the ball seems to love Jake. And Devontae Adams, who played a key mentorship role for, uh, for him uh, last season before he got hurt and was really talking him up as someone that could make an impact when he came back uh, to the team late in the season. And he did. He was right. So Jake Kumro, I, I think, has as good of a chance as anyone to solidify a spot on this roster mm-hmm. and, a, and a role, for that matter, um, based on what he's done in camp in the past and, and on the field uh, in the, late in the season. So, you know, look, if you've got Jake Kumro and Jamon Moore that come in and, and really solidify maybe your three and four spots, and that pushes down St. Brown and, and uh, MVS. And now we've got to have one of these other guys as a primary return man. There's an injury at another position. All of a sudden, all I'm saying, you know, is that's the scenario mm-hmm. where uh, someone like Geronimo, if he doesn't come into camp and, and make an impact right away or is nursing an injury, it, Again, I hope it doesn't happen. I just feel like that could put someone like uh, Geronimo or St. Brown in a somewhat precarious position where they're going to have to uh, really cross their fingers that they've got a, a, a spot on this roster. No, that's that's really fascinating uh, yeah, insight. And I just I envision with this Packer, uh, this offense, with Coach LaFleur here, um, they like to do these bunch formations. And I get really excited about the prospect of some of these young receivers be able to come out in these bunch formations. And I just, I, I really see it in my mind of St. Brown and MVS and, and, and certainly more um, having opportunity after opportunity and being a really dangerous, dangerous offense. Um, but as we look forward then, um, there's a lot of other guys on this team, right? So you said there's 11 other guys on this Packer roster. Do any of them? 11 total. Excuse me. 11 more wide receivers. There's 11 receivers total. We've got a number of more guys on the roster. Do any of these guys stick out to you after this kind of um, first five that maybe the Packer fans are most likely to recognize? Well, certainly Trevor Davis Mm -hmm. uh, is going to be a recognizable name, not as a receiver, but as a return man. And I'm not Trevor Davis's biggest fan because I just don't think that it's worth uh, having someone that 
all they can do is is one thing, and that's a return specialist. I'd like to see someone that has potential at their primary um, position and can also be an effective return man. Uh, to be quite honest with you, I think it's just really tough to carry someone on the roster when all they do is return kicks. That said, as bad as the return game was last year and then what Trevor Davis did when he came back, uh, he had me eating my words quite a bit because he was making a difference in that uh, uh, return game and giving the offense some, some really excellent field position. Uh, and, and that was an offense, as uh, we don't need to remind anyone, that was really struggling at times last season. So that can make a big difference. That, that helps them, even if they don't have a great series, they can punt the ball deep in, into the opposing team's uh, side of the field. And that can, can make a significant impact. So I'm not going to discount Trevor Davis at this point anymore. I, I, I think he's going to be the guy that's going to get the primary opportunity to win that uh, position. I, I still don't know what potential he has long-term as a receiver, if, if any uh, really at all. But based on what he was able to do as a return guy, he did more than what I was expecting. And it was uh, enough of a difference in my mind that he changed my mind. And, and it would definitely, if he could do that performance, would be worth keeping on the roster. Well, and, and speaking of, of his talent, um, in the OTAs just, just a few weeks back, uh, he was just apparently tearing it up. He he certainly caught Coach Lafleur's eye. Uh, was talking about how he made a bunch of great plays down the field and how he's a really fluid runner. Uh, mentioned that that Davis was somebody that was maybe forgotten a little bit about. Um, so I thought that was interesting. And as importantly as that, Aaron Rodgers said that every day he was making plays that were jumping out at film to him, and that he was making quote electric catches. So. The hype train for Trevor Davis with this new coaching staff is definitely there. He fits the bill in this kind of offense as a guy that they might want to get the ball into his hands a little bit. He hasn't been able to pull it all together, especially last year with the injuries on the offensive side of the ball. But I actually think he has a really nice route and, and a way to make this, you know, he's got a lane to make this team not only as a return man, but as a guy who can stick on the offensive side of the ball. But I would say he's going to need to continue to make those plays on the offensive side of the ball to secure that place on this roster. Absolutely. And a lot of that is they just, I, certainly I would uh, look at that as they need to build this guy's confidence. Mm -hmm. They want him to believe that he can make a difference as a receiver. Mm -hmm. uh, Cause he's probably thinking the same thing. Well, geez, you know, I, how, how, this is going to be tough if all I am is a return guy. They they certainly hope that he can build some confidence. He's got some speed. He's got some of that uh, raw uh, skill and uh, athleticism that you can't teach. Uh, so uh, certainly it would be fantastic to see if, if he uh, has uh, a chance to just put things together as a receiver and uh, you know, he may never be a, a number one or number two receiver, but uh, if he can come in and, and have a role and, and make some catches um, in certain packages and in certain situations, that would be a huge plus uh, because uh, certainly we like what we see uh, with Trevor Davis as a return guy. So um, I would certainly say that he's got the inside track, but Dane, what are, who are a couple of the other guys that we should be looking at as potentially 
um, the return man, but also plays uh, play in this re receiver group? Yeah, so uh, I, I, from a return standpoint, I think the guys that I'm really fascinated by, there's two of them. Uh, so the the first one, we'll start with the guy who's been in the NFL for a bit here. Uh, J. Will Davis, he's a return man, played for the New York Giants last year. Um, had a few catches in the offensive side of the ball as well, but has shown some, um, some shifty moves. Uh, a guy that they're definitely bringing in with his return credentials in mind. But I'll tell you what, Wags, the other guy that I'm really excited to see because I love these small school guys, some, uh, the small school football players that come around into the NFL, is Darius Shepard. Darius Shepard's a rookie uh, coming out of North Dakota State. Um, in his career, he had a lot of catches. He had almost 3,000 yards receiving, 20 touchdowns. Uh, but as importantly as that, and, and probably the key if he's going to make this roster um, he was a uh, named uh, an All-American third team as a punt returner. I uh, had 578 uh, return yards and a touchdown as the return man. I uh, love seeing young guys come in. We've got a couple of these young guys between Shepard and Davis that are going to really try to make the roster not only on the offensive side of the ball, but maybe carve out and put a little pressure on Trevor Davis to make this team as our return man out of camp. Yeah, and so between those three guys, maybe it's as simple as who's the best receiver and who who and who is you know reliable as a return man. So I mean, those aren't mutually exclusive, certainly, but um, it, that could be the biggest differentiator because um, it's going to be a tough uh, you know road to sled if, if, to get all of those guys on the team. Uh, maybe two of them can can uh, uh, solidify a spot, especially if someone like like Shepard, as you said, can can show that maybe that he can make a contribution as a receiver. Mm -hmm. And Trevor Davis is so valuable as a return man, and and again, may, even he makes a step forward as a receiver. All of a sudden, you might have those two guys on the team. Um, so <laughs> it's going to be fun to watch. It's sort of going to be interesting to see how they split up the reps mm -hmm. in the return game as well because they're going to want to give some of these guys a look but davis wasn't uh, on the field a lot last year with all the games that he missed so he needs to get reps too right. uh, so that's going to be something else to be looking out for as well yeah i'm i'm just gonna i i can't say it enough watch for Shepard in camp. He's going to be the guy. We're going to camp August 4th. We're going to be doing some podcasting there and uh, and and talking about what's going on at the um, watching these position groups in person. But I'm excited to see him because this kid's got some wiggle. I've been on YouTube watching this guy, and the kid can haul a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, Wig, speaking of YouTube, uh, I got to say, Tail Redding, uh, wide receiver. He's wearing number 88 for the Packers. He, he spent some time in Detroit last year. Um, we signed him uh, at the end of December um, to the, uh, to actually in November, to the practice squad. Um, he was an undrafted kid uh, out of Bowling Green. But I say watch him. Go to YouTube. Watch some of his plays. This kid, toe taps, one-handed catches, diving catches, he is about as athletic of an undrafted wide receiver as I've seen. And I'm really excited to see him in camp because he's the kind of guy, when you're sitting there in the bleachers on a hot August day, you hear the fans go, oh, don't be surprised if it's not Redding toe-tapping around the corner of the end zone. 
Yeah, and that's and that's the type of uh, a guy that you're not necessarily going to be uh, knowing exactly who he is. Um, so I'll just show throw this out there. He's number 88, so that's yep. not uh, Montgomery coming back onto the <laughs> Packers. Uh, so you don't need to boo him right off the bat. <laughs> give this kid a chance. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he can go out there and make some plays. I think the hard thing for a guy like uh, Redding, and, and as we're getting down here and, and maybe looking at Alan Lazard, it's just reps. Uh, it's with this many guys, how do you get the reps to show what you can do, even just in camp? I mean, uh, let alone in a preseason game. Uh, so it, it's yeah. that just shows how hard it is. They, they can be doing everything right, yep. all the drills, making the catches, uh, and it's still just really, really difficult to – uh, show that you can make a difference <laughs> and not to just give our boy Krumro more love, but just shows how much more impressive it is uh, what he was able to do in camp last year. Yeah, no, it, it's a definitely, that's definitely a credit to, to what Jake was doing. And, and, but that's the thing with training camp and that's the thing uh, with, with this roster. And they're going to have some, in my opinion, pretty competent backup quarterbacks to some of these guys lower down on the roster to start training camp. They're going to need to be in good flow with Kaiser, right? And they're going to need to be in flow um, with Timmy Boyle, and they're going to need to be in flow with Wilkins. And it, it's going to be fascinating to see what these guys can do off the line. And I can't believe uh, that we haven't mentioned Alan Lazard yet. Alan was on the roster some last year. He actually had a catch in a regular season game for the Packers. Um, he's a kid, a long kid. He's He's got a really long body. Um, he played his ball at Iowa State. Believe it or not, you know what? He was a high school All-American in 2013, uh, according to USA Today. So he's a guy who came in, went into college with a bit of a pedigree, uh, but really like what he can do. I like guys that are just big, long targets um, for the Packers. Um, end of the year last year, uh, week 17, that's where he got his catch. So they worked him in late in the year. And I know there's a new coaching staff, but anytime an NFL team is giving kids an opportunity late in the year when they're out of the playoffs, it shows that they're showing some kind of flashes. It shows that they're they're well uh, they're that they're well adjusted to what's going on in the team. So please do not be surprised if Alan Lazard is out there. He's not your burner that's running down the field necessarily, but he's the kind of guy on third and four that he's got the big body, put the ball in the right spot. Alan's bringing it down. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it's hard after going through all of those guys. It to, is to pick out three that you think they're probably going to have to cut. Uh, but I don't you know, want to. No, I don't either. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I think we have to consider is this is a factor, unfortunately, for, for the guys is who can they stash on the practice squad. Yeah. And, you know, some players, they're going to say, well, we can't risk cutting him. He's going to be on the act of 53, um, even though the guy on the practice squad might have shown just a little bit mm -hmm. more. Uh, they know they can sneak them through waivers and get them onto the practice squad. Uh, the other factor is, uh, unfortunately, an injury or two could sort of sort this out in a hurry. Um, and hopefully it's not to any of our key guys. But take solace, based on the depth and talent that I think we have at this uh, position group, uh, we should be well covered as long as it's not a guy 
the name Devontae Adams uh, that's getting hurt. Um, and certainly there's other guys. It would be a blow, blow to lose anyone. But, but unfortunately, it's not a matter of if but when. So um, we're going to uh, see probably that uh, shake things out as well. Yeah, I'm expecting really big things. I'm, I'm expecting big leaps from MVS and from St. Brown. I think that um, we're going to see uh, Devontae be Devontae. Uh, we're going to see Geronimo. It, it, we're going to be able to rotate these receivers in and out. And that's what makes a really good offense is when you've got different guys being able to come in at different positions and lean on them. And I'll, I'll go out on a limb here and say that um, every year I'm looking at the roster and wondering who's going to be a breakout player at any position. And on the offensive side of the ball, the breakout uh, target I have is Jamon Moore. I think that he has all this talent in the world. He has all the worth, work ethic in the world. Seems like he has a, a really good demeanor about him, that it's not getting him down, that maybe he didn't have the season he hoped he would have last year. And he's going to come out swinging this year. And I would not be surprised if uh, Jamon Moore is out there in key moments for the Green Bay Packers this year, making plays. He has everything in line to do that. I think a new coaching staff does him a world of good. The same GM that drafted him is still there. It's a new coaching staff, new opportunities, and I think that be on the lookout for him uh, out of this position group to be a standout player potentially for the Packers in big-time games this year. Yeah, and I'm going to just add my two cents. I, this probably isn't really going out on a limb based on what we saw last year, yeah. but I really think MVS is going to be someone that is going to benefit from this new scheme, uh, and they can say, look, <laughs> you know, run this route, right. and he's, you know, you'll be open. And, and instead of having to, you know, fight guys off at the line of scrimmage and try to run and beat someone every time, uh, he can just be schemed open. I think get him in some space. Uh, that is someone that I think uh, could make a, a significant contribution uh, and could benefit significantly from this offense as well. Yeah, so, uh, you know, Cuts are going to be tough, as we've, we've said a few times here. Not surprised if the guys that aren't on this roster when we get to a September don't end up on other teams' rosters as well. I really think that this position group is that deep. I think fans sometimes um, mistake uh, a lack of experience for a lack of talent. This team is 100% full of talent at the wide receiver position. So now it's just a chance for the year two guys to, to make that second year leap and not regress. I think it's up to some of these undrafted guys and some of these, um, some of these uh, guys that are on the roster for the first time to show what they can do. And I think it's, it's up to someone like Alan Lazard to really parlay uh, some, some, some talented flashes last year into the consistency that we know that um, that he continues to show and be a steady presence that can make plays. So across the board, a lot of talent, a lot of excitement from, from I think, both of our ends. And, I mean, is camp here yet, Wags? Because I'm dying for this. My goodness, is this going to be exciting? And I think just to sum up is, um, you know, this is going to be a position group that a lot of battles could be you know, moving guys up from 
oh, he's number six up to number four. Mm -hmm. uh, that could be, there could be a lot of movement, particularly in the middle of this group mm -hmm. um, and to the lower end of this group between, you know, what position the, they end up as, um, you know, when those final rosters are set, um, in addition to uh, which guys fight and make the roster as well. For, for, for sure. For sure. I mean, look at look at this. It's it's go time for these guys. They had every the Packers had every opportunity to re-sign Randall Cobb. The Packers had every opportunity to bring Jordy back for one more year if they wanted to. Um, this team is now this position group is being led by Devontae Adams. It seems to, to be filled with guys with good heads on their shoulders that are here to work, that are here to get on the same page with 12. And um, I really think the sky is the limit this year. And I'm excited that, um, you know, we're going to be able to spread the ball around. I, I look back to those old Brett Favre days and those Aaron Rodgers days where you would see six guys have a catch in a game between the running back, tight end, receiver, seven guys. And I think that the Packers on offense this year have that opportunity again. And I would not be shocked if we kept eight of guys again this year. We kept eight last year. My jaw's not dropping if we keep eight. Uh, I think the hard thing for Goody is that we don't keep nine. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I agree. So, um, so yeah, this will be a fun group to watch. Um, and it's, it could come down to what they're doing in the games, uh, what reps they show in, in, in practice. Uh, if you're at camp, go watch this wide receiver yes. group. They're easy to follow around. Uh, they're usually over in the corner of the uh, uh, end zone. And, um, and it's, it's easy to, as a fan, I think, to uh, understand who's playing well and who's not mm -hmm. um, uh, when you're watching the receivers. I mean, granted, you're just running drills. Usually you don't see many drops or anything like that. But, um, but it, it, it's easy to see um, who's standing out and, and, and who's being coached up mm -hmm. uh, or, you know, getting some, some significant feedback and and uh, who's, who to be looking out for. So, so anyway, Dane, do you have any final thoughts on this group or um, uh, does that kind of wrap things up here? No, it's a battle. These guys are going to have to work every single day. They can't let up. If you let up, you've got to look behind you because the guy's going to be on your side. So this is, this is one of the most competitive groups, position groups on the roster, in my opinion. Um, I, I, I do agree that there's going to be a lot of jockeying for that you know, two, three, four, five, six, seven spot. Um, and, you know, these are the right guys in this position group to be in that spot because I think that uh, of every single guy that we've mentioned, the, the, the lights aren't too, too bright for them. And um, that's a really exciting position to be in. Yeah, yep, absolutely. So um, with that, um, I think that just about does it for the receiver group. Uh, stay tuned. Our next episode will be dropping in the next couple of days. We'll be looking at the tight end position. Um, probably won't have quite as much to say on that group. Less players. Uh, things are a little clearer, I think, in terms mm -hmm. of who's going to be on roster and, and who's kind of battling for that final spot. Um, but uh, we definitely want to cover all the positions so that you know what to be looking out for. So anyway, thanks so much for listening and for joining us today. Uh, and with that, go pack, go, go pack, go.